Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Disruption Blueprint. I'm so fired up. We are joined in our remote location by the one and only Stephanie Bogan. Stephanie, thank you so much for being oh, here. I'm so happy. It has been so fantastic. And here we are in this amazing location. So, you know, I'm really taking one for the team over here. <laughs> I will say this is a little bit like the universe calls people into your life when you need them the most. A couple of members of our team came back from the Schwab Impact Conference. And as we were putting together the agenda for the RFG retreat, there was like one name. They're like, if there's one speaker we've awesome. got to have there, it's Stephanie Bogan. And you and I, between the two of us and our assistants and our people's people, it was like all we did was communicate through email. <laughs> and then it was like this magical moment where we're like, wait a minute. This is truly like one plus one is 11. You moved mountains to be here. We're so grateful oh, for it. And I'll tell you, like, you we were do. persistent. Yeah. I, I know, I know, you know, the, the, the joke is I had to look, you know, I had to like, look you all up. I had to be like, okay, who is this woman who will just, not, I was like, we're going to look. And then I looked and I was like, oh. oh, and then I asked people and they were like, oh, they're the, they're the bomb. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy because I always say like, when someone tells me no, when I really want something, I'm like, I just must not have asked that question the right way. I love that. Yeah. So here we are, you're, you know, you open our educational session this morning. It was basically like mic drop after mic drop moment. The energy was unbelievable. Like I'm really excited about what we're going to be able to do in the future. So this is going to be snackable content because literally you are a wealth of information for advisors. And I'm going to just pull out some of the highlights from what we discussed and know in my heart of hearts, I hope this is conversation one <laughs> of a much larger series. So let's just jump in deep end of the pool. Right. What are the five freedoms? Uh, the five freedoms I actually came up with sitting on the beach in Costa Rica when I was really evaluating like, okay, I've run the PTA for four years and that's been great. But if you're going to work hard and you have volunteer army, like results don't all, and I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I should like show events of value and get paid again. And so I was just sitting there one day really reflecting on like, what did I want to do next? Like what, you know, purpose, re like, was I going to do the mindset, just, just go be a coach after, right? All the years, was I going to go back to just pure consulting? And I was like, I can't do both one or the other yeah. because it's when you put them together, right? right? Like when we know our inner world and we master our outer world, man, like the mojo happens. So I'm sitting there and I was like, well, what do I really want? Like, you know, people would call yep. and be like, come be our CEO. I was like, no, I don't want to be contained to a building that like I have to go to every day. If I want to be like, I'm going to Costa Rica to work or I'm going to London or Paris, like I just want to be able to do that. Yep. Um, so I was like, I want to work, but I want to do what I want to do. Like I'm at this point in my career where like my business plan when I unretired was, uh, I want to do cool shit with cool people. Yeah. 
like cool who, shit, who are, cool people who are doing good work on the planet. Yep. I was like, so that was the, like, I just started calling people like, Hey Matt, you know, like, and all this really cool stuff started to happen. But I was like, okay, freedom number one, work with purpose on your terms. My terms are 25 to 30 hours a week from Costa Rica and Park City. Those are my terms. What, what are our terms? Like we always put those last and we should put them first. Freedom number two is do work that you love, not like, not get through, freaking love. And I don't just mean like advising in general. I mean, the biggest complaint that I get from advisors on a day-to-day basis is, I don't, like if you really ask yourself, do my days feel great at work? Do I leave elevated and inspired? Am I expanding and contributing? And like, go me at the end of the day. Are you like, well, I got through another one. I'll try it again. You know, it'll be better tomorrow is not like a mantra that we should live by. So, right, how do we really align our time and our energy and our attention in ways that are really empowering and elevating to us, right? If you yeah. do it right, work is uplifting. It, like, creates its own energy field. If you don't do it right, it sucks your soul out. <laughs> and I know because I learned through the science of failure. I tried that path, and I made a bunch of money, and, you know, I was on the cover of magazine. I did all that, but, like, I wasn't happy. Yeah. I couldn't be happy in the middle of all that was the real work. So I think everyone knows I like my work. Um, I don't think that's lost on anyone, but you should love the work that you do. Uh, three, with people that you enjoy. Like, yep. gosh, this isn't work for me. Like when we connected, yeah. I was like, these people are amazing. Like you and I could sit for hours. <laughs> Strategy, That's why we're planning ideas, our retreat. Like, I mean, like everything, like so yeah. much stuff, right? Like, and when you get, people are everything to a business. I right. love process and platforms. That's how I get all that efficiency. But people are the yep. mojo. Yep. Yep. And so true for clients, like so many advisors work with clients that they're like, eh, you know, if you don't feel good when you see a client's name pop up for a meeting or a call, you're not doing them or you a service. You're not. Yep. And I, get, I cash is good. We get that. But it's pretty replaceable. Right. So like, why are we making those choices? Right. So we want you to do work with people that you really like and freedom Number four, which is kind of important to a lot of people, is to enjoy all the financial abundance and success that you desire. If we look out at the space, like you've got Carson, you've got Schwab, like individual humans who built these billion dollar firms and more. So no one can argue that there's not enough runway for them to make all the money that they want in this space from a place of integrity. Yep. And that's the thing. Like you can do it and never feel like you have to apologize for it. And freedom number five, which is the one I had to retire to a beach in Costa Rica to figure out, and then I unretired so that y'all don't have to, although I'm not probably, you should try it, um, is enjoy a life of happiness, fulfillment, and contribution. And that tends to be the thing that we, that I work on least and last. You know, we get all our needs met and we forget that that's the most important one. It's so incredible because it really upends the industry. When you talk about, you know, let's, Freedom number one, terms. Freedom number five is happiness and fulfillment. Yeah. Like it is time for a revolution. Well, it's not the typical, like your job is to go get more clients right. and assets. And look, we yeah. love clients and assets. Right. But what we love even more is intention and in doing that that aligns and creates a wildly freaking successful business and a life that you love. Like that's why I came up with, I was like, what is it that I want? And I looked back on all my clients and I was like, what did they want? And I literally just started scratching and like this, how ideas come to me, like download. I was like, freedom number one, two, three. And I was like, Ooh, I think I got something here. Right. And I was like, if I unretired, yeah, this is, this is what I would love to talk about. And that was how Limitless was born. It's technically Bob Barris's fault, but that's how the, the genesis of right, being limitless was born. 
So what is your definition of success and what do you think the definition of success is for advisors? Uh, my definition, I have this saying that no one is successful until their family agrees with them. Yeah. So my definition of success is, right, that, that I have a great, right, I'm living those five freedoms and I have great relationships with the people in my life. Yeah. Um, I think to your point, the industry is a little bit like it's old school and we're, we're, we're really catching up, but there's still a lot of people to come, which is the definition of success can't be captured on a P&L in the traditional sense. So we're rebuilding a brand for one of our clients uh, and we're building out the brand, your personal P&L. Yeah. Which yeah. I just, I've been holding on to for like years. And I found the client. I was like, you guys are the perfect firm for one of the coaches that we were, uh, when they, they do coaching with us. They're fabulous. It's the personal P&L. Yeah. So you can look at, you know, I sold my company. I looked at the check. I got so excited. And three days later, I was literally sitting at my dining room table. I'd just been on the cover of like Financial Planning Magazine. They published her research. And I'm literally sitting there with like a two-year-old who's like throwing macaroni in my hair. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is so glamorous. Like... No, like the definition of success is what we each decide it is. Yeah. And that's what I tell advisors. Like we can build billion dollar firms. That's super fun. You can have a $300,000 practice and take home 200,000 and work 15 or 20 hours a week. Like a lot of my clients do. Right. And they're like, that's all I need right now. At least while my kids are home, that's enough for me. So yeah. I think our definition of success should start with challenging what are our terms? Yeah. And how much is enough? And I'm not saying that more is a bad thing, but I've also learned that more for the sake of more isn't better. Better is better. We had a keynote speaker on the first night and they opened their session. Philip Dees opened his session with a Jim Harbaugh quote, and it is attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And I was like, holy lightning strike. It. Like, oh my gosh, I love that so much. So then I went down, like I love quotes. Yeah. So I went down the rabbit hole. And to emphasize what you just said, I came upon another quote and I shared this with my family because I think it is that underlying definition of success. Like success is not until my family agrees. And his other quote is, I'm proud to report that my future will always be bright with the family I have. Oh, I love that. I need that. I'll send it to you. Yeah. It's so good. These are fleeting moments. Fleeting moments. Okay, so you used a term that it will go down as like one of my favorite. I'm totally stealing it. And it underlines this point, and the data consistently shows up. Advisors spend about 80, 85% of their time on non-revenue, you would say non-revenue, non-energy in creating activities. And you called it, they spend a galactic waste of time, which is amazing. So they are not building high growth, high profit, you know, most importantly, high happiness practices. Most people are gearing or grinding. Gearing is the better version. We all know what grinding is and feels like. I call it efforted action. And then there's, you know, gearing where you're, you're kind of rolling along, but, but you're not showing up with that wild, unbridled enthusiasm for your work and your life. And then there's really growing, right, personally yeah. and professionally. And so the question is, are you grinding, are you gearing, or are you growing, and when you can get in that space and really start to align things, you really can build, we like to call it, right, a high, pro high growth, high profit, high happiness practice, whatever that means to you. And that, I think that's the goal is if we can sit in a space and say, what is that I want to create? What's the gap? That's the clarity piece we talked about. Yeah. And then now you have your roadmap for change. That becomes the course of action. 
So you challenged our group as a like walk out of this room. And I think that everyone has been to conferences and it is one of my like personal accountability and one of my biggest pet peeves, which is you go spend all this time. I mean, our time is our most valuable resource. You go spend all this time at these conferences and you're like, yes, I'm going to run through that wall. And then you do absolutely nothing. Nothing. So you said, you know, call to action, write it down. I will dot, dot, dot. Three things start doing by when dot, dot, dot. The reason is ideas like our brains are lazy and deficient (laughs) because they're trying to maintain resources. So really interesting fact, you'll love this because I'm like a closet geek, is our brains are about 3% of our body mass, slightly more or less depending on the person. They consume 20% of our calories. Wow. Now, I want you to think about that. One out of five Mm -hmm. calories is consumed, which is just a lot. Yeah. It's the only part of your body that's like outside of your organs. It's not doing anything. It's not a muscle. So if I climb a really big hill, my quads burn. Yeah. I've emptied the tank, as we like to say. My, My trainer likes to say, empty the tank. And I feel it. Right. We feel it when we leave at the end of the day right? We're exhausted mentally. That's why. Because all that thinking and that uncertainty and the what about and the frustration, I call it incongruence, which is often you're sitting there and you're not, you know, you're like, I don't be checking email or I don't want to be doing, right. and, but you don't have a plan of action. So our brains don't, can't act on ambiguity. I call it squishy stuff. Yeah. So if you're like, Ooh, I want to go make more money. I'm like, here's a buck. My work here is done. Thank you. I can go home now. Like you have to be specific or your brain will not take action because you're asking it to change 95% a hardwired like habit bundle by the age of 35. So change, you've got that 5%. That's why you've got to marshal the 5%. If I said to you, Shannon, I want you to double RFG, but you're only going to use 5% of your resources. You get 5% of your revenue, 5% of your staff. You'd be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Or you'd have to get really good. Right. (laughs) And you'd probably, like, you'd find a lot, we might not get to five, right? But that's the point is we're not. That was the thing that just utterly sitting on the beach reading this study from Carnegie, I was like, mindset is 80% of our success. And I was like, remember Willis? Like, say what? Like, Scooby-Doo moment. Like, And then I thought, well, I mean, I've read a couple of those, but like, I got to find out about, like, maybe this is the thing that's missing. Right. Um, And I think to your earlier question, we talked about efforted action. The opposite is inspired action. If you're aligned in who you're working with and your marketing, she's like, ooh, I'm excited about a podcast and it's part of your plan and you're clear on that and you do it, you're getting your momentum flywheel going and your energy and your, like, it really starts to turn. And the problem is we're so busy being busy. Busyness is a disease. It's literally- It's like a badge of honor. It's, it's a, it's a strategy. It's actually a strategy, right? We all are trying to get our needs met. That's what we're all humans trying to do. It's a source of all conflict, right? I don't feel like I'm getting my needs met and I don't even know it and I don't know how to articulate it. Therefore I can't fix it. (laughs) And we're literally trying to sit in a space where we're just feeling good. And so when we, when we're not in a position to act, we don't have that clarity. We're living in that incongruence. We have to have a strategy for coping. So we're getting something out of checking email three hours a day. Mm-hmm. We get our dopamine. We feel like we're productive. But when we leave, we know that we weren't. Right. And so, you know, what we talk about is in coaching, I want you all to learn how to ask two really valuable questions because we talked this morning. When you ask better questions, yeah. you get way better answers. One, what's it in service of? 
why do we take the prospect who asked for a discount? Going back to how yeah. we reframed it. Someone has basically said, I want all that value. I just don't think it's worth as much as you. Could I still have it? And you still love all over me? And you're supposed to be like, no, we would not be like, yeah, you're my guy. We'd be like, sorry, no, thank you. And so when we, but it is a strategy because it's in service of, right? More clients feels feels to your brain like the right thing to do. It's the safe. There's berries. You must eat the berries. We don't turn away perfectly good berries. We don't know if they're going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. And if we do, like we might get eaten by a tiger and we might die. Yeah. Busy is a strategy. So we have this rule at Limitless, which is you get in, you get out, you go home. If you are not productive, get the hell out of that office. Right. And I promise you, if you make yourself do that, you'll start being a lot more productive because mm -hmm. there are moments where I'm like, oh, what am I doing right now? Right. Why am why I, am I here? Why, like, this is not on my agenda. Like, okay, got to, right. Got to get really clear. This is even harder for a lot of people because everyone's working from home and they're on their own, right? My assistant isn't there anymore to like, look me in the eyeball and keep me on track. So question one is what's it in service of? Because even the things that aren't helping us are in service of something. Two, this is the question our brains don't ask because it focuses first on the problem not the possibility. So remember algebra, like you yeah. have to balance what happens on one side happens on the other. The brain didn't get that lesson and it drops off. It talks about the problem. It very rarely until we're in that above the line state we yeah. talked about, then it yeah. changes. But yeah. until then your brain will focus on the problem, not the possibility. It will focus on the obstacle, not the opportunity. So you also want to ask yourself at the cost of. Right. Yep. That's the power question. Yep. Oh, I'm checking yep. email, you know, like, well, okay, at great. At the cost of That's, what? Someone will just, I'll talk to someone and they will literally look at me and like rationalize what they're doing. And then all I have to say is, how's that working for you? Right. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, and I'm like, there's a cost, right? And then I'm like, well, how does that show up for you? And then they're just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, would you like to fix that? Yeah. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So what's it in service of? What's it at the cost of? And if you can answer both of those questions, you're going to be a good spot. Because here's the criteria that I use for all things. Is it working? Mm -hmm. And most of us do that. For the first part of my career, I checked that box and then some. It was working. Post-retirement, unretirement, my encore career, as Michael calls it. Mm -hmm. Now, power question. Does it feel good? Right. Oh, Okay, it might be working, but if we're being really honest, we know the parts that don't feel good. And we talked about this morning, every time there's a persistent issue, again, different than, right, somebody drives yeah. by, flips you off, and moves on, like that goes away right. in 15 seconds. It means that something needs to be tended to. And our strategy, and this is the worst thing that we do, so if nothing else, take this away, we work over the problem. Yep. We work over the problem. I don't like what's happening with my team. I'll just dig in a little, I'll grind right. a little bit harder. Right. We work and we build businesses on top yeah. of the problems. And then we get to a point where we're like, I'm successful here, here. It's so complicated. I'm not happy. Like I, I'm tethered to it. I can't leave. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even have those problems. I was a consultant. Yep. I ran a great business, but I wasn't showing up from that place of right joy anymore. And that's why I'm retired. I was like, look, if I don't, I, I worked for five years. Everyone's like, oh, you made your money and left. I'm like, no, I actually worked for five years after I sold my company. But the day that I just looked around and said, right, and then I went yeah. to United and I did amazing, so it was so great. Yeah. But there was a day where I was like, I'm not successful at yep. home and it's not fun. Right. And there's nothing to do with anyone yep. else 
And I've done all the levers in the real, that's why I got so good at what I do. Everyone thinks like, oh no, I was trying to fix myself. If I get better at my time, if I work with the right clients, if I charge enough, if I make more money, if I have this great brand. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's the princess and the pea. We all have something. I know body, business, bank account, relationships where I'm old enough. I remember the story of the princess and the pea, right? She had every, I had every comfort. I had every convenience. I could call anyone and do anything. And yet- it just, you know, like you had to get the pee out of the mattress. Yeah. And for me, the pee was I had to figure out how to have a wildly successful business. I knew I could do that part and a life that I loved. Right. And we are taught and told that that's not possible or it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. Like I work, yeah. right? But it doesn't have to be nearly as hard as it is. It can be more effective. It can be more efficient. And God, please, in heaven, could it just be more enjoyable? Right. And when we do that, our clients are like, oh, I'm going to retire. They're like, I'm not going to retire. Like hired Bob to run the client base. I'm out yeah. golfing. And like, what is it? That, and if you get to that point, then you just have choices. Yeah. And I think we get stuck not feeling like we have choices. We don't, we feel powerless. And when we feel powerless, we stick to those strategies. And our job is to sit in the space and be like, why am I checking email 17 times a day? Which is the average, by the way, 17, <laughs> 17 to 36 times, times a day. So insane. Yeah. Imagine so insane. what you could do with all that time. So I was raised, um, like I said, I've always loved quotes. My father raised me on a quote and it is prioritize your time before you allocate your resources yep. and never forget your most powerful resource is your time. Like it has literally been drilled into me since I was old your enough. That is wise. Like so wise. But it's, it's funny as I think about the future of the industry, I really believe like we are at this inflection point where we are clearly in a bull market for advice. There is no doubt about it, but the time energy misalignment is going to be like, that's where you're going to have the two paths diverge. Complexity crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. The, those advisors who can get that alignment and you had like your mic drop, freaking walk up the stage, like, you know, Beyonce moment was, (laughs) and I quote, (laughs) quit sucking on the lollipop of mediocrity. (laughs) So good. What does the squid sucking on the lollipop of mediocrity mean? Well, it was funny because when you think about a lollipop, right? Like they're these like sweet, accessible, sugary, addicting snacks. And it's kind of like potato chips. Like no one can eat just one, right? You can't just take a lick off the lollipop. You take a lick and then your brain gets... Right, the sugar and sugar is more addicting than heroin, literally. And so your brain lives on sugar, right? In nature, there's not a lot. So it's just yes, 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 yes. Think about email. Yeah. Just lick, 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 lick. Think about, oh, I, so we talked about this. We don't take the prospect who asked for a discount and then learn and go, oh, wow, I really shouldn't have done that. I'm going to stop. We repeat, lick, lick. We repeat. And I'm like, because we're not sitting in that space of reframing. That clarity and consciousness we talked about is, so someone has just spent all this time identifying that they have a need. They've now spent time on my website. They've spent 20 minutes with me on a phone call. I've now spent an hour, an hour and a half with them in person. They are 100% on board with what I do. And they're looking at me in the eyeball and saying, I think this is the most amazing value that I've ever, like, this is awesome. I want it. I want all of it. But I want it for like just a little bit more than you think it's worth. How about we do this for about 75% of that? Like no one would take that client. But we're sitting in that space. And now when we tell that story, I promise you for the advisors that are listening and that we're in the room, the next time that that happens, it's going to be a very, I don't know what they will or won't do, but it's, they're going to instantly, that's going to pop in their head and they're going to say, oh, I'm in that moment. 
Like, am I about to make a compromise? Now, the answer to that, as we talked about in the room, have a script. Right. So the inner work is to get clear and get conscious, but it's okay to use crutches. We use them with clients all the time, and crutches are there to help you while you're recovering or rebuilding. And crutches are one or two post-its. Crutches are starting today, I will. Crutches are, hey, I'm going to build a script that says... I really appreciate that you're interested in working with our firm. We'd really love to work with you. With respect to our fees, no, we don't compromise on our fees because we don't compromise on our process or our experience or the value that we deliver to clients. We'd love to work with you if you're comfortable with our pricing structure. Our job is to always deliver value well in excess of our fees to our clients. Like that, we're committed to it. We know that our clients feel good. You know, if you guys are just in a different place and you have a different budget, we totally understand. I fully believe that financial planning is a great thing for you. You should do it. And if you'd like a referral to some other firms that maybe have a little bit less experience or work with people in your situation, we'd be more than happy to make a referral. I mean, I can't tell you how many advisors are going to play that replay back 30 seconds, back 30 seconds, back 30 seconds, like over and over and over again, like end it. And here's the, here's the perfect way to not feel bad, right? right? Because you're like, oh, I can't say no and send them away. What will happen? Then you say, we're not going to take it personally. We understand. And we're just here to help you find the answer that's right for you. So this is one of my favorite lines. Our job is to give you the information you need to make good choices and the opportunity to make one. It doesn't, whether it's us or not, is the decision that you'll make. We genuinely believe in the power of financial planning and hope that you find a firm that does feel like a fit for you. Like, that's so in integrity. I mean. And when those people are small, by the way, do you know what does happen? Because we're so worried we're going to lose the business. I have literally had clients call me up and say, I just got a referral from someone. Because they're a really big client. And they were like, oh, these guys have integrity and they deal with people with money. You should go talk to them. And so I want like our sales process, we call it an integrity-based sales process. The issue is you all have the answers. You just haven't taken the time to articulate them and memorize them. So for everything, for your quoting of your fees, like when I worked in a practice, all like my principal was brilliant and he sucked at sales. So I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like 21 years old. I'm like, just let me do this. And right, like everything went great. And so I literally wrote a script for him. And I said to him, and I don't even know why I thought I could do this at 21, right. but I was like, you did. I was like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to say this out loud five times a day. I don't care who you say it to. Say it to the mirror. Say it to the dog. Say it to the gas station pump. I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. And the reason is you're building new neural pathways. So yep. the default of, yes, I will work with you, it's going to be, your brain's got that path. Like imagine a trail. It's, yep. it's like, it's paved. Path of least resistance. If I rewire my brain, new thought equals new neural pathway. If I do that over and over, that pathway becomes the stronger pathway. And then the old one goes away. And in that moment, without blinking, like I'm saying my middle name, I can say, I really appreciate that you feel like the fees are high. What we know is that our fees aren't the least expensive. They're certainly not the most expensive, but we know that they're fair for the value that we charge because our clients consistently tell us that and appreciate our relationships. If you're looking for a firm with a different pricing structure, we completely understand. We won't take it personally. Like notice how I just have yeah. these little phrases that yeah. I like tools in the toolbox, yeah. girl. Pull them out of the Pull purse. them out. And so everyone's like, how do you do that? I'm like, I practiced. Now I can just show up and riff right. stuff. But when I was 20, dude, I remember calling prospects and I would stand up at my desk because I read somewhere that you feel more powerful yeah. standing up. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually true. It is true. Totally true. You'll have a different prospect call. So it's all these little things. I just figured out I don't like it when things don't work. Mm-hmm. So I just went down the rabbit hole of I've got to figure out how to make all this I stuff I got to fix it. I got to fix it. You got a plane to catch. I do. 
Love meeting you. I just, this is the beginning of something amazing. We're so, I could not be more excited. Thank you for being here. Oh. You killed it. You guys can't see it, but I'm going to give her a big hug right now. Yay. You can't see it. We're on camera. Oh, I love is, it. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.